Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by a special guest speaker. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit www.bethelchurchaustin.com. Wow, how special to be here. I mean, this has been in your hearts for so long. And just many of you, how many of you moved here from Reading? Yep, oh, our little Reading. Well, I come telling you, it's still there, most of it. We did, we are recovering from a pretty devastating fire, but um, really there's been so much beauty in the midst of disaster. It's how God can, God, nothing's impossible for God. He's actually turning those ashes into beauty as we speak. It's been really cool. And Austin, this is the first time I've been to your city. And I had great expectations. I mean, people have been telling me about food and about music, and it's all true, and I'm very excited to be here. I, what I love, okay, so Joaquin and Renee, wholehearted, full, yes, people. I mean, that's just who you are. So I'm like, I'm going to Bethel Austin. I wonder what Bethel Austin is going to feel like. And I just tell you that I feel your yes. Your leaders precede you. I feel your yes, a full yes. And I think, gosh, what can God do with a full yes? Just get ready, get ready. You know, and even I, maybe someone said something on stage about Joaquin and I was like, Joaquin, that's Joaquin's name. Joaquin, like I am moving forward. I am a verb. I'm like, that's his name. And I'm like, we're in worship. And like, yes, this full yes is a pursuit. It is a pursuit, and your leaders, that's their name. And I'm like, I wonder what Renee means. And not that Joaquin means Joaquin, but it just sounds like it. But I was like, I wonder her name means. I'm like, oh, reborn, a rebirth. And I'm like, oh, gosh, look what's happening here. You are a, a church of pursuit, a pursuit of God, and I believe that it is for a rebirth. It is for not just a renewal, but a rebirth. And I am so thankful for what God is doing. I'm so thankful for their full yes. I'm so thankful for your full yes and what God is going to do here. And I love being in places that are so strategic that the things that happen here don't stay here. In the natural there's just places that are, are places that feed and influence the world. And um, Austin is one of those places. So it is a strategic place to be. It is a, such a unique moment right now. And I just want to say we bless and partner with your, with your full yes. Bethel Austin, we bless you. I was reading, actually during worship, I was thinking of just what a sweet fragrance I was experiencing. Thinking, Lord, This is so beautiful to be in a place where people put themselves on the altar. Like there's such a pursuit that there is a fragrance here. And in Ephesians 5 verse 1, it says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear dear children and walk in love. I'm like, oh yeah, we're getting there. We're doing it and we're going to go even farther. I can tell when pursuit, when you're walking, you just go even deeper. You don't stay where you're at. Whatever you've experienced thus far, oh, you haven't seen anything yet. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for the sweet smelling aroma. So we're to be imitators. And tonight I would tell you that there is a sweet aroma coming from this place. And it's just the beginning. There's a pursuit. 
And so I am so thankful for what God is doing, but also what's going to be coming up from here, what's going to be coming out of Austin. And I do, do believe that it's in their heart to be a hub, that not to just draw all people to the church, but all people to him. And so I just want to say that we just partner with all of you different leaders in this place and in this room who have, who have a full yes, that we will be a sweet fragrance unto the Lord. And then I was looking at Second um, Corinthians chapter two, says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. And in my Bible for diffuses, it says manifests. I'm like, oh, that's what I think of when I think of Joaquin. I'm not joking. When he left Bethel, it is like this little hole. I'm like, oh, we need Joaquin's anointing. So I'm just telling you, you start with that. That's the place that you start diffusing, diffusing the manifestation of his presence. Bethel Austin, it's who you are. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. You are a sweet fragrance. Enjoy every moment. Enjoy each other in the pursuit as you are walking and pursuing. You are a sweet fragrance. So I bless you guys. I bless you, Bethel Austin and Joaquin and Renee. What a fun journey. Eric and I will get to speak tomorrow. We can talk more about it. But we're so proud of you. And, um, and I was excited to see what this place would look like. You smell beautiful. You smell beautiful. And it's a fragrance that will even mature and develop a, and into a certain smell, even more distinct. And I just bless your yes, your full yes. So with that, I actually would like to welcome up your fearless leaders, your senior leaders, Joaquin and Renee Evans. Come on up. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We love you too. This is. I'll get to that stuff. It's so exciting. Um, you know, I uh, I have I have something on my heart to to share with you in a bit. But we thought, uh, obviously, as this is a, a our launch and we have a bunch of new faces here, we thought it would be fun just for the two of us together, just to share a little bit of our journey leading up to this point and uh, how we got here and uh, and just let you in on that and uh, so. We thought it was a good idea. Hopefully you think it's a good idea too. So it's too late now. Here we are. So, but uh, yeah. So you want to share some of the journey and how we got here? It started sure. with you. Well, that's true. Well, I uh, first came to Austin eight years ago on a road trip in between my second and my third year of school of ministry with my bestie who's here. Um, and I just fell in love with the city. So I'm from Sydney. Uh, so going to Reading was a little bit of a culture shock for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, nothing is open past 9 p.m. <laughs> There's not like a ton of diversity. I mean, I love Reading, but I just thought, I just really miss the city kind of feel and life. And 
Um, and so when I came to Austin, I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like home. Um, and straight away, I just fell in love with this place and with the people. And like I mentioned earlier, I always um, just had this inclination that I would live in either California or Texas, which is very random from, from a girl from Sydney, because <laughs> I don't know, it just feels weird. But anyway, but here I am. And um, anyways, Joaquin can uh, tell you a little bit more about it, but I kind of just kept putting, um, putting it in his ear. I'm like, we should move to Austin. We should move to Austin. And he's like, I'm happy here. And I'm like, Austin. Austin. <laughs> so basically, here we are. The Lord loves me. And so <laughs> that was a succinct version right there. But it's, it's really true. And... Uh, Man, there's a lot of hunger in this room. I can feel it. You guys are awesome. Thank you for being here. Oh, man, you guys, you guys make this all worth it. So good. But uh, just as she said, um, before, we, before we met, uh, we met in Reading and got married there and, and now have uh, three little kids, um, five-year-old, a four-year-old, and a 14-month-old who just just today really took off walking. Or he's walking more than, more than crawling, and uh, that feels significant with, uh, as we launch our, our fourth baby, that's what it feels like. But um, so before, she fell in love with Austin before we ever met, so as she was sharing. And so from the time we were together, she really literally was like, hey, if we ever move, let's move to Austin. And I honestly had never been to Austin myself. And, uh, and I was very happy in Reading. Like, I tell people all the time, like, like Bethel Church is the happiest place on earth. They stole the title from Disneyland. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just seeing God do amazing things, getting to travel the world from there and see God do amazing things. So I'm like, yeah, sure, if we ever move. But, uh, you know, fast forward eight years and... And, uh, and God, you know how he does, he, he works things in there, he needs them in there, he's always growing, he's always expanding us, he's always expanding his kingdom. And uh, so when God started speaking to us that I have a, have a new season for you, uh, she immediately was like, Austin, Austin, Austin. And, uh, You're welcome. <laughs> And uh, so as we're leaning into God, okay, what does this look like? And he starts, uh, you know, uh, speaking to us about uh, taking, taking the promises out from, from the house and really extending the tent pegs and ex- expanding uh, what he's doing. And so he, he started talking to us about planting uh, a church. She's like, Austin, Austin. And uh, so I was like, I think I better come check out this city. So... Um, so I came, I flew into, into town and, uh, and with some friends that are here and uh, just did a, a weekend of ministry at a, at a local church. And, uh, and I didn't tell them that I was kind of here scouting the land, you know, I was just here doing some meetings. But, but we had a great time and, and after, after the Sunday service, we went to lunch and for the next two hours, it was like they were pitching the city of Austin to me. They were just, they couldn't stop talking about how amazing the city was. And in particular, uh, the level of unity among the churches and the, and the pastors uh, and the leaders of the city. And as they talked, like, God just put his hook in my heart. 
And, uh, and even as I say that, we have several uh, leaders um, for region, re- in the region. If you're a pastor or, or ministry, you run a ministry in the region, can you just stand up where you are? We got, we got a bunch here, and can we just, yeah, give these guys a hand. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. So I tell you, well, we're, we're not here to do our own thing. We're here to partner with what God's already doing. And, uh, and so I just fell in love, and uh, with the city, and for that moment, and, and I actually, uh, on that trip, when I was flying in uh, to the city, I was coming to land in the airport, it was an evening flight, and I looked out the window, at a window seat, I look out as we're coming in to land, and God shows me a halo all around the city. So that was my first visit to Austin, first thing I see is a halo around the city, I'm like, okay, that feels significant. <laughs> And then it was just prophetic confirmation after prophetic confirmation. And we literally have just fallen in love with the city. And, and people ask often, you know, how's the transition uh, been here? And, and I can honestly say God has done a supernatural work. It, Austin was home before our feet touched the ground. It was it's phenomenal. And there's things that stay open past nine o'clock. So it's just... And great food <laughs> and great coffee. <laughs> but, but we love it here. And uh, this, this analogy of, of uh, you know, having a, having a baby, it's, it's, it's what it's felt like all day. You know, I mentioned we have three kids, but it's that feeling of like when your wife goes into labor and you know, today's the day I get to meet my baby. And it, that's just been the feeling all day. And so uh, we're excited that you're all are here and just bringing so much hunger with you. Anything else you want to add to that? Um, well, I was just going to say some of the um, things that we've been dreaming about and some of the things that we, this is a bit of a repeat for our pre-launch family. Actually, if you're in our pre-launch family, would you just raise your hands for us? <gasps> Yay, we did it, you guys. Come on. <laughs> Yay. Bless you guys. Wow, we just, we continually pinch ourselves and we're like, how did we end up with such an amazing group of people? I mean, it was just, it's just been phenomenal. Like people after people come in and they tell us their story of how they ended up here. And we're just like, what? Like, this is so crazy. God is so faithful and he is so good. And, um, you know, one of the things that we just love about Austin is the creativity that is here. Um, And so we just have such a passion for that. We have a passion for even the tech industry. So there's a lot of things that we have on our heart that we want to do. Um, a lot of different dreams that we're dreaming already for this city, and we're excited to partner with local organizations and local ministries and, and other churches. And um, I mean, it's just such a joy that we get to run with some of our good friends who have churches like around us. It's just such a blessing that this city isn't about competition. I mean, we traveled extensively before we came here. We were the crazy people who got on airplanes with toddlers um, all the time. <laughs> and so we, we literally have been all over the world and ministered in so many churches that we just can't even keep count. And Joaquin was right on when he said the unity here is just, it's just phenomenal. Like this isn't normal. Like if you didn't know that this isn't normal, it's not normal. It's not normal. And so 
in my heart, I'm like, man, God must be ready to do something big. If we are strengthened by linking arms, then I'm so excited for what he's going to pour out on this place. And I just see like, I just, I love the motto of the UT campus, what starts here changes the world. And we believe that for revival. Amen. What starts in Austin is going to change the world. Don't worry. And San Antonio and San Marcos as well. Like you're all included. (laughs) But we just, I mean, like what Keen said, we fell in love with this city. So we have big plans to put on creative and tech conferences like further down the road and uh, just so many exciting things that that we are, we're dreaming into as a family. And yeah, we're just so grateful that you all came and just to be a part of this, thank you. And to thank you for our um, pre-launch community. (laughs) Seriously, like this is why you guys are all sitting in your seats. It's because of our pre-launch community and for the phenomenal job they've done in serving tonight, in making this place just the incredible house that it's become and just for laying a foundation for what we're going to experience. So I just want to honor you all who are, who are in it from the very beginning. Um, we just, we love you. We are so thankful for you and um, the best is yet to come. <laughs> we're excited. Come on. Amen. You are... You're getting me stirred up. Come on, babe. You're anointed and gorgeous. Aw. <laughs> Come on. Bless you. I'm just going to say this. Yep. Gifts is my love language. Does anyone else love gifts? Yes! So good. You, you guys, it's not a shallow love language. I used to think it was, but actually gifts is pretty phenomenal. So we're going to give away some gifts. Yay! Everyone loves free stuff, right? I do. I don't know. <laughs> I'll run them, babe, and you can talk do about it. them. Do it, do it, do it. Okay. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about them because they're yours. And I, I like have... it when you talk about them. Make sure the overflow gets some stuff, oh, too. Oh, we have an overflow room, everyone. Yay! I don't know where to look, so I'm going to look there. Yay. Okay. We will give some away to them. Okay. This one here is called Radical Testimonies and Encounters from a Revival Generation. Um, before we left Reading, we used to pastor a group of itinerant ministers. We, we said it was like herding cats. Um, it, was, it was awesome. And we had 40 powerful itinerant ministers in there. And just some of our really good friends and Joaquin and some of our good friends. I think, Chuck, you're on this, right? And Anna. And Anna. Yay. And so this is just um, stories and testimonies of God's goodness, of encounters that our friends have had um, set to music. And it's just so inspiring. And it's actually an invitation for us to experience God in the same way. Amen. It Who knows? Have, oh. It should have a do not listen and drive sticker on it. That's true. Okay, who wants this? Oh, that lady, the blonde lady, just right there. You? Yeah. Yeah. You put, I saw your hand first. Uh, thanks. We'll come to you. Okay, quick, quick, quick. Okay, so if any of you don't know, uh, Joaquin was one of the, he was, he was the developer of the healing rooms in Bethel, Reading. And so this is called Practical Training for Walking in Healing Power. And it's the Bethel Healing Rooms, and it talks all about like how they developed the healing rooms. Oh, he's already chosen someone. Okay, well, there you go. 
This is all available at the resource um, room across that way. Okay, this one is for the overflow room. Living with supernatural expectancy. I mean, I don't even know if I need to explain this one. I mean, it's just awesome. Can we give this to the overflow room? What? They're doing their own giveaway. They're doing their own. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, here's another one then. You can choose. Okay. All right, I gotta go fast. I'm like out of breath. Okay, this one is called Cultivating the Presence. Who knows uh, Kim Walker-Smith? Yay! And Chad Dedman, Chad and Julia Dedman. Okay, so Joaquin, Chad and Julia Dedman and Kim Walker-Smith, they just got together and they did this uh, recording and it was all on um, cultivating the presence of God in their lives. So it's actually one of the few times at the time that Kim had spoken on this. And so it's powerful. All of them are super powerful and it's going to encourage you to do the same. Oh my gosh, there's so many hands. Can we, can we get that girl over there? The one waving like that? <laughs> okay. That's me. Done. Awesome. Okay, enjoy. Thank you, babe. Come on. Give Renee a hand again. All right. Let's pray. Because you can never have too much of God. Amen? And uh, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for a couple things. We're going to pray uh, for an increase. Because we just need more of God. And we're going to, and you're going to pray for me that, uh, I can get through this quickly because I promised myself I'd let you out by 11. <sighs> but I need help to make it. <laughs> no, it, the Bible tells us to pray, to pray for rain in the time of the latter rain. What does that mean? It means to, to pray for rain while it's raining. That when God's pouring out is a great time to ask for more. And how many people know God is pouring out right now? The, pre the presence of God is in the room right now. That he's filling our praise tonight. But that's a great time to ask for more. So let's just do that. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're releasing, God, over this city at this time. We ask that you would fill this room even more. Come and keep on coming. Come and keep on coming. And Jesus, help me finish before 11. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. All right. Anybody besides me excited about what Jesus is doing? Thank you, Lord. That's good. I, I'm actually, actually going to share a little bit. I am going to try and keep it short, but I'm going to share about capturing the momentum of God. Because I believe that God is doing something significant and something profound in this season. I think God's doing something significant in this city. Anybody believe that? And I love how God weaves things together. Candace is talking about my name and walking and moving forward and momentum and all this. I'm like, how does she know what I'm talking about tonight? She didn't, but Holy Spirit does, amen? Anybody have room for increase? Oh, I, I just... I want to see God show up and just show off. I want Jesus to become famous in this city and among the nations. Amen? And, uh, you know, I love, I love excellence, and I, I love pretty, and I, and I love an awesome stage. But what I love more than all of that is Jesus. And I, 
And I love when the light bulb comes on in somebody's life, that moment that they have a life-changing encounter with Jesus for themselves. That moment when they realize that Jesus has just come near to them. That it's not somebody else's story, it's not somebody else telling them good information, but the living God has just come near to them. And I just believe that that, that that's what God is doing in this season and in this city. I believe that this is a spiritually hungry city. Did you know that this city is wide open? We've been here, we've been here a year, and I'm not saying it won't happen at some, at some point, but I, I don't think there's been a single time in a year being here that somebody has said no to prayer on the streets. Two people are excited about that. I, I, I'm excited about that. How many people know that you're allowed to have fun in the kingdom of God? In our first, uh, one of our, our first week here, we were at uh, Radio Coffee, having coffee, and this lady goes in her, is walking to her car, and I just, the love of God, I just feel the compassion of the Father move towards her, and I look at my, I look at Renee, and I said, hey, come with me. She's like, what are you going to say? And I'm like, I don't know. I just know that I feel the love of God for this lady. So she's already in her car. I'm like, excuse me, can you roll down your window? <laughs> That's why I brought Renee with me. Um, and uh, she's like, yes, yeah, can I help you? And I'm like, this might sound strange, but you walked by. And I just felt the love of the Father and Jesus just so for you. And she just starts crying in her car. She's like, this is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Come on, this is a hungry city. If you believe that God is doing something significant right now, just say, come on, Jesus. Wow. I actually believe that you believe it. <laughs> As we shared earlier, we're here, one, because God loves my wife. And, and two, because God is doing something momentous in this region, in this area. And we really, we really feel like God wants to, to pour out here in this influential city in a way that's gonna impact the nations. And you know, one, of the, one of the things, one of the promises that God gave us as we were praying into and preparing to come here and asking God for confirmation, this is what you're doing. Uh, I was praying about Austin and God showed me a vision. And in the vision, I saw this groundswell come up under Austin and then a geyser break up out of the city. And, and, and then the, the vision changed and it was the uh, Summer of Love San Francisco, the hippie movement, right? That free love movement. And I was like, oh God, what are you showing me? And then the vision changed again and it was the Jesus people movement where the love of Jesus swept through the nation and the nations. And I felt like God was saying, there is a movement coming out of Austin. It's coming. He's just saying, you get to play a part that we get to play a part in seeing what direction that movement goes. Come on, this, this is the fastest growing city in the country for a reason. There's a buzz here. 
there's a groundswell here. How many people want to see Jesus get a hold of that <laughs> and direct that movement into revival? <clears throat> Capturing the, the momentum of heaven. And how many people know that Jesus, yes, he's doing something significant now, but what Jesus is doing started 2,000 years ago. That Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, that he freely gave himself, and he's, he freely poured himself out. It's not a trick question. You agree with me? That Jesus poured himself out at the cross. How many people know that what Jesus started pouring 2,000 years ago has never stopped pouring? That Jesus has never looked at a single generation since the cross and thought to himself, you know what, I'm just going to turn the tap off for a while. It's not the way our Jesus works. That he freely has given himself, he's freely pouring himself out, and it's up to us to say yes to what he's already doing. Like Candace said, does anybody have a big yes in your heart? Well, you're excited. I'm just going to preach over here. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we have this, we have this uh, habit, you know, as believers that, that we have a tendency, we get caught up in this place of thinking and compartmentalizing in moments. And this is, this is an awesome moment. This conference, this night, it's awesome for us. I hope it's awesome for you. But we have a tendency to think in moments. Like, is God going to touch me tonight? Is God going to do something in this moment? Is this going to be the moment where I get healed? Is this going to be the moment that God touches me? We tend to think in moments, but the reality is that God thinks in momentum. And the reality is that every moment is actually an invitation into greater momentum. Because God never does anything that he plans for it to decrease. Come on. That what God does expands and keeps on expanding. That God said, let there be light, and the light is still shining. Thank you, Jesus. How many people know that the universe today is still expanding? Come on, we serve a big God who also happens to be in a good mood. Thank you, Jesus. That in the, that in the very beginning, say in the beginning. In Genesis chapter 2, you all know this. In verse 7 it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. That God took dust, <laughs> thank you Jesus, he started with dust, how many people know that means there's hope for us? <laughs> if God can start with dust, then you and I, were okay. Look, he took dust and he did what? He breathed the breath of life and that dust became a living being. But do you realize that in that moment that God didn't just create a man? He created mankind. Do you realize that the anointing of that breath is still going? The momentum of that breath is going from generation to generation to generation. That God didn't, each new person, he didn't start with dust again and have to breathe again. No, 
when God breathes once. I can so feel it in my bones. God is breathing on us and he's breathing on this place right now. I don't know about you, but I want to give my everything to be caught up in that breath, in that momentum of his goodness. Thank you, Jesus. How many people know that he is good? That that understanding that he's good helps us understand this momentum that we're trying to capture. The the Bible of John 3.16 says, For he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It says that, it doesn't say that he kind of loved the world. Aren't you glad that it doesn't say that he was thinking about loving the world? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't even say that, that God sent Jesus to test the waters. Which is sometimes how we relate to Jesus. As though Jesus is here testing the waters, like, uh, let me see, I'm judging, uh, let me see if they're worthy of the Father's love. But that's not what it says. What does it say? It says that he so loved the world. What does that mean? It means that God is madly in love with the world. Listen, he was madly in love with the world before he sent Jesus. It's what compelled him to send Jesus. What does that mean? It means that he's madly in love with you and I even before we have it figured out. Before we, it's a good word for me. Before we get it all right, before we have it perfected, right? If he was madly in love with the world before Jesus came, before salvation was even available, then he's madly in love with you and I. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> God's, God's breathing in this hour. And you know, one of the biggest things I've learned in 18 years of ministry and going after God and praying for people, seeing miracles happen, is that God is really good at being God. Anybody else discovered that along the way yet? That God is really good at being God and he needs less help than we think he needs. Look, listen, God is better at his job than we are at ours. <laughs> listen, our job isn't to do God's job for him. Our job is to recognize who he is, to worship him, invite him to come and get out of the way, and to let God be God in our midst. When we can do that, the most incredible, profound things happen. I'm talking about momentum. I'm just going to share one testimony because of time, but but catching the momentum of God. Several years ago, um, back in Reading, I was going to preach on a Friday night, 
and Renee and I came in before the service and we were up on the front row getting ready. And I looked over and on the second row, right in the middle, was a lady wearing uh, one of those medical masks. Never seen her before, didn't know what was wrong with her, if anything was wrong, but I looked at her and this gift of faith came on me. I mean, gift of faith, like I know that I know that whatever's wrong with that lady tonight is, is getting healed. Like, I mean, I wish I could say it happened like that every single time. It doesn't, but in this moment, like a little gift of faith. And I turned to Renee and I said, see that lady? I don't know what's wrong with her, but she's getting healed tonight. And then, and then so the service starts, worship happens. I get up to, to, to preach and I'm sharing about Jesus. How many people know that he likes it when we talk about him? The Bible, Psalms 22 says, he inhabits the praise of his people. And the instruments aren't the only way that we give him praise. The testimony is also praise, amen? Declaring his goodness is also praise. So I'm just talking about Jesus and the same lady on the second row, she starts vibrating violently. Like shaking under the power of God and crying. So much so that I actually have to, she's so distracted, I have to stop and say, uh, what is happening with you? And she stands up and she says, I, I, I've had uh, stage four cancer and uh, all the pain has left my body. And I, I, said, I said, whoa, whoa, that's awesome. Time out, come up here, tell us more. She comes up on the stage she's, and she goes on to say that she had a stage four cancer and she had been given five weeks left to live from her doctors. Now here's the quick backstory that she was um, estranged from her parents. She was 36, if I remember right, at the time that this happened, and uh, she, hadn't, she hadn't talked to her parents in like 19 years. And uh, she had been married very early. It wasn't healthy, uh, drugs and alcohol and stuff. She got divorced early, and her life went on. Um, she found out she had, had, she had cancer. The doctors did all the treatments, everything they could do. It got to the point where there was nothing they could do. And they said, listen, you have about five weeks left to live. There's nothing else we can do for you. The best thing we can suggest is take the time that you have left and fulfill your bucket list. And so she, uh, at that, uh, at that it, it prompted her to call her parents. Now, she hadn't talked to her parents in 19 years, but through the grapevine, her parents had heard that she had cancer. And her parents, um, who, you know, went to church but weren't familiar with the supernatural, they heard their daughter had cancer, so they got on Prophet Google They went to Prophet Google and they typed in uh, cancer healing and Bethel Church Reading popped up. And, and they start reading testimony after testimony, miracle after miracle of people being healed of cancer and faith and hope starts to explode in them and so God prepared them for the phone call. They didn't know she was calling but she calls and she says, uh, I don't know if you know, I'm dying of cancer. I know we haven't talked, I haven't seen you in so long, but will you help me fulfill my bucket list? <laughs> and under the inspiration of God, the, her dad says this. He says, he says we, we will, we'll help you on one condition. 
during this bucket list journey that you come to us to this church in a little town in California, Reading, to Bethel Church. Now, she lived in Florida at the time. She wasn't a believer, didn't want to have anything to do with that, but her dad's like, look, that's the condition. We'll help you if you come to, you come to one service. In Redding, California. So she says, fine. So they show up, sitting on the second row. Gift of faith comes on me. Why? Because God is good. We serve a good father. It's not about how good we are, how anointed we are. It's about how much he loves that person. And I look at Renee and said, I don't know who she is, but she's getting healed tonight. She comes up on stage. She's sharing the testimony of what God's doing in her body. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to partner with God. I'm going to pray for you. And God says, don't touch her. I'm like, okay. So I stop and she falls out anyway. She's unconscious on the stage. She's unconscious and she meets Jesus. No, I mean like she meets Jesus. Jesus shows up, introduces himself, and she gets up off the floor born again and completely healed. You people are crazy hungry. It's good. I feel at home. Um, so she gets up off the floor, completely healed. She goes back to the doctors in Florida. They run all new tests, right? And they say, not only can we not find any cancer in your body, we can't tell that you ever had cancer in your body. Somebody say momentum. And so this is just the start that what God does, he increases. And so she, um, so all her friends and family start hearing the testimony. People are going to get their kids. Um, they start hearing the testimony, and all of her friends and family members start to get born again because of the testimony, to the point that her ex-husband, that she hasn't talked to in like nine years, hears about it, calls her and says, hey, is this... What I'm hearing, is this true? She starts telling him what God's done for her, and the love of God falls on him over the phone. He gets born again. <laughs> listen, listen. He gets born again, and then three years ago, they get remarried. <laughs> they get remarried, and they now are both full of the Holy Ghost. And full of the love of God, and at, the, and at their, their, re, their reunification ceremony, the love of God falls. They preach the gospel, and all their extended family members rededicate their life, get born again. Somebody say momentum. Thank you, Jesus. It's, 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 the presence of God is so important because his presence is him. Let me say that again. 
The presence is important because his presence is him. That, that, that that you felt during worship tonight, that peace, that, that expectancy, that, that, that joy. Look, that wasn't just a response to a good song. That was the king of glory coming in the same room that you and I are in. Thank you, Jesus. He's a good God. A number of years ago, and I'm going to crash land this soon. A number of years ago, I was uh, just praying. I was having a prayer time with God a bunch of years ago. I was just praying, and I'm praying. I'm like, God, uh, you know, and I'm praying a whole bunch of stuff, whatever, and then God interrupts my prayer. (laughs) Have you ever had God interrupt your prayer time before? As though, like, what you were talking about wasn't that important? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get to what I want to talk about? never happened to you. Okay, well, it happened to me. So I'm praying, and God interrupts my prayer with his, like, one of the clearest times he's spoken to me, inner audible voice, and he said something that when he first said it, it offended me. But it's God. Follow me. He said, he, said to, he just interrupts my prayer time. He said to me, did you know Christianity was never meant to be about God? I said, what? God, that feels offensive. What are you saying? but I know it's you, what are you saying? And he said, again, Christianity was never meant to be about God. He said, Christianity was always meant to be with God. Listen, it's simple, but when God comes, everything changes. Listen, he doesn't need a bunch, he doesn't need a bunch of experts trying to run around to doing his job. Do you know the Bible never calls us experts? But it does call us children. Shoo. I feel the presence. <laughs> I feel the presence. I can see the landing strip lights. They're way out there in the distance, but I can see them. <laughs> I promise to wrap in the next hour and 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> phew. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Do you know if God is good and his presence is him, it's impossible to have his presence come and not have good things happen. Shut Thank you, Jesus. That, that we need to learn how to do life not just for God, but with God. Proverbs 3 says, acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path. Do you know that word there is the word yada? It means to experience him. It's an experiential knowledge. It's not a head knowledge. It's not a like, it's not a head nod like, hey God, good morning, I acknowledge you and then I go about my way. No, it means learning to experience God in all of your ways. As you go left, as you go right, as you get in the car, as you take a shower, as you show up to work, that you're aware of the presence of the one who changes everything. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. When I was praying into tonight, God spoke something to me. He said, 
what do people think it means to catch God? And catch can actually mean two, two different things. How many people know we have a good father? That, that catch can mean two different things. Catch can mean like I'm on a hunt, I'm on a, I'm on a pursuit, right? That, that I, I, a predator hunting prey, like I'm on the hunt. But that, can, that includes hard work and a lot of preparation and even an expert who's on a hunt still needs a measure of good luck. The best tracker still needs to be at the right place at the right time. And it actually means like, if I give my best effort, it still might not work out. That's one, that's one perspective of catch. But catch can also mean this. Hey, Dylan, catch. And when we're talking about capturing the momentum, I feel like he was impressing on me. Just remind him how good of a father I am. That I don't need a bunch of experts running around trying to do my job for me. I just need children who will trust me. Children who will come out in the yard with their good father and play catch. Because God is doing something wonderful and beautiful in this season, but what he's doing started 2,000 years ago. That what he started pouring has never stopped. It's just our job to decide to say yes to what he's already doing. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. God is doing something momentous. Can you put that up? Momentous. Of a decision, event, or change of great importance or significance, especially in its bearing on the future. Look at these synonyms. Important, significant, historic, Critical, crucial, life and death, decisive, pivotal, of confident, consequence, far-fetching, impactful, earth-shattering, and earth-shaking. <laughs> God's doing something momentous. But in order to step into that, we have to catch the momentum. The breath of God that he's already breathing. But listen, he doesn't need experts. He needs children. He, know, he'll, he needs those who will trust that he's already good. That he's already madly in love with the world. That he already is in love with the person in front of you more than you are. That Jesus wants to see Austin transform more than you and I do. That Jesus wants to see business transformed and the tech industry transformed and the education industry transformed more than we do. That Jesus is already leaning in, that Jesus has already decided he wants to show up, that he doesn't need a bunch of people who are gonna put on the expert hat and try and figure out how to do his job. He needs people who are gonna let the wind blow. 
who are going to let the breath of his presence, the breath that's already moving, blow. People who aren't going to go on the hunt and try and catch God. Maybe I'll get him, maybe I won't. No, that's not how a good father plays catch. A good father doesn't go out in the yard with his four-year-old and take the ball and say, hey, catch! That's not our God! Our God says, are you ready? Did you, did you feel the love of God in worship tonight? It was all about the Father's love. He says, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you re- Here you go, Ready? Catch. Anybody want to not, not give God your best effort, but give God your best surrender? To catch what he's already doing? Mark 6, 22 The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. Again, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. Somebody say full of light. light. How many people just think your whole body being full of light is a good idea? Do you know, when it says that... if the eye is clear or if the eye is good, most translations say the eye is good, it's not just talking about that you don't look at bad things, which that's included in there. It is included. But the, in the Greek, what it actually means is single focused. When your eye is single focused, single focused on what? On the goodness of the Father on what he's already pouring out. When your eye is single focused, your whole body will be full of light. Single, single focus. And the context actually comes from, from archery. When your eye is single focused, you have good aim. When, you, when an archer hits the bullseye, what do you say? You say good aim or good eye. When your eye is good, when you have single focus, when you have a good father who is saying, are you ready? And all you have is eyes to see what he's doing. Whoa. Anybody want to let God be good in this city, in this region? Anybody want to catch the momentum that's already pouring out? Then we're going to let God just breathe fresh on us. Because in the beginning, say in the beginning, God took dust. Thank you, Jesus, that he started with dust. And he breathed on it the breath of life. In the beginning, and that breath is still moving. But do you realize that when Jesus... In John 20, when Jesus in his resurrected form, he showed up to the disciples again and he he called out the disciples and he says, as I was sent into the world, so I send you. And then he did what? He breathed on them. 
and said, receive the Holy Spirit. How good is he? What direction do you think he was facing when he breathed on him? He's like, are you ready? Catch! What do you think he was, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? If you want to receive what God's pouring out, I just want you to stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Instruments aren't the only way to give him praise. Can we just tell Jesus how much we love him? You just put praise on your lips to Jesus. Come on, just put praise on your lips to Jesus. He's about to pour out something. He's about to pour out something. He's about to pour out something fresh, fresh, fresh. He's been doing it for 2,000 years. But every time he comes again, there's those moments where he says, are you ready? Are you ready? And sometimes we go, it can't be that easy. Listen, easy is a perspective. Listen, when you're playing, when you're playing bat, baseball with your four-year-old and you, you give them the slow pitch, guess what? They still don't bat a thousand percent. Why? Because they're four. <laughs> Easy is, per, is a perspective. But the Bible tells us that we need to be converted to become like children to inherit the kingdom. Oh, I need to say that again. That we need to be converted to become like children to inherit the kingdom. Why? Because when our good father gives the slow pitch to the four-year-old and they swing and miss, they don't beat themselves up. They don't say, oh, I knew it was too good to be true. They don't say, oh, daddy, you're tricking me. They don't say, let me see that ball. Did you put spit on it? They don't throw the bat down and go in. No, what do they say? Throw it again. I'm ready this time. Throw it again. Whiff. Oh, pick it. Throw it again. I'm ready. With this, with the same level of excitement, anticipation, if not even more. Throw it again. I'm going to get it this time. Throw it again. I'm going to get it this time. And pretty soon you hear a crack. <laughs> you hear a crack. And then a, then a lady with stage four cancer doesn't have cancer anymore. And and her ex-husband who's addicted to drugs and alcohol hears the testimony. The love of God falls on him and he gets born again. They get remarried. All their friends and family come to the wedding and the love of God falls on the wedding. And they all get born again. Do you know that, the, that her parents who brought her to the service, that, 
that, that was about eight years ago, I would give or take, that that happened. Do you know that her parents, <laughs> they now have a traveling ministry. They now have a, a traveling healing ministry. I kid you not, right? Momentum. They, listen, they take the CD of that service, the DVD of that service, and they go to churches and they play the service. And then they just release healing in the place. Miracles break out. For eight years, they've been going all across the country seeing God do miracles. Why? Because the momentum of God. Because the breath of God is already breathing. Because God is at hand. Because we have a good Father who is just waiting for somebody who will be still and know that he is God still enough to say, are you ready? Because we thought that we were on a different type of pursuit. Oh, I got to find him. I got to find him. Is he behind this bush? I don't know. Maybe I'll get him today. Maybe I won't. And God's not going, are you ready? Go get it. Well, I thought it was a good word. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I'm feeling encouraged in the goodness of my father. Listen, listen. God is getting ready to do radical things here. God's already doing it. Just in our pre-launch community, right? We've had just the other day, a young lady got up and testified that she's had ADHD and been on medication for years. God just healed her and delivered her. She no longer needs her medication. We've had, we've had about 20 plus people healed of chronic food allergies. Even, even to the point of like epinephrine pen and hospital visit level allergies. Person so allergic to peanuts that they'd have to have an epinephrine pen with them at all times. And if they, they ingest them, they have to go to the hospital completely healed. Listen, listen, listen. Now their favorite food is pad thai with peanut sauce. Oh, and their, and their favorite snack is Snickers bar. Why? Because Jesus satisfies. But listen, listen, that's just the beginning. That's, that's the God taking the dust. If he gets a bunch of people who would just with single focus come and say, I'm ready, I'm ready. Like a child, I'm ready. God, you have good plans. You have good intentions. You have good thoughts. I'm ready. Whoops, I missed it that time. But throw it again because I'm going to get it this time. Where's that going to take us? If what I just said is the start, where are we going to be in two years? We've already had testimonies here in our pre people being healed of cancer. If that's the starting place, where are we going to be in a year, in two years, in three years, in four years? What is Austin going to look like when a whole bunch of people say, Daddy, I'm ready for your goodness. Throw it again. <laughs> you know what the world doesn't need to see? The world doesn't need to see a bunch of experts. The world needs to see a group of people who actually live what they believe.
and live it out of an honest heart that says, look, I don't have it all figured out yet. I just know that he's good. And I'm on a journey of exploring his goodness. Why don't you come along with me? God's about to pour out right now. Can you close your eyes? Just put your hands out. Just let the breath of God. Listen, you don't have to hunt. You don't have to find it. It's not behind the bush. It's not around the next bend. It's not under a rock behind the tree. He's a good father. Whew, there it is. And he's standing right in front of you. <laughs> he's standing right in front of you. And he's saying, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? God's about to start to blow new hope and new promises. I want you to let him, this is, this is now you and your father. I want you to let him begin to blow the promises. Not something that you have to do, you have to earn. It's something that your good father is already doing. He just, oh, he just wants you to catch the momentum of what he's doing. The Bible says that he sent forth his word and he healed them. Look, look, I don't want you to run and look behind the rock, behind the bush behind the tree he's right in front of you catch promises there's people who thought miracles have eluded your life you've been trying to chase something he's been trying to hand to you I, look, I'm starting to prophesy right now there's people in this room that you are going to begin to move in miracles you never have before you thought that it eluded you, but something is happening tonight. Huh. Where well, you're catching a grace and a momentum wow. that's beyond yourself. Huh. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I serve a God that's bigger than me. Wow. I specifically feel it in this area. If you're hungry for that, just put your hands up right now. Wow. And just say, Jesus, I receive. I receive, come on, if you're hungry, you can be eating. Jesus, I receive what you're doing. I, oh, there it is. I receive the grace of heaven. I receive the oil. I receive the oil. I receive your goodness. I receive your smiling countenance over me that declares that you are good and declares that you are already madly in love with the world. Bef even before I get it right, before they get it right, you're already madly, madly in love with the world. Come on, stay. Something's shifting right now. I can feel it. <sighs> well, there it is, Father. We just thank you for breathing. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you for breathing your grace, Woo, your love, your oil. The Bible said he sent forth his word. 
So, Father, right now, we just send forth your word. We send forth your breath right now. And I thank you for trauma in heads disappearing in Jesus' name. I thank you for crushed vertebrae being restored right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for migraines disappearing in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that all we have to do is catch. <laughs> Father, I thank you that like deviated septums, people who don't have the ability to, to breathe properly, God's just loosing that right now in Jesus' name. God is restoring, uh, I called out already, but, but vertebrae that have been damaged in the back and the neck, that Jesus, uh, something that is like behind the knee, um, like a pinch, pain, and restricted movement, God's removing that right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, the very top of the neck, the very top where the neck meets the head. God, well, God's removing that right now. Father, we just, uh, just say this with me. Just say, Jesus. Let's start over. Say, Daddy. I catch what you're doing. We're about to pray for some people. If you need to leave before I'm done, you're welcome to go. But before we do that, we just want to experiment in how good God is. The breath of God that's blowing through the room right now and through the overflow room right now. I want you, how many people believe we've been in the presence of God tonight? How many people believe that the God that we serve is a good God. And if he's good and his presence is him, then it's impossible to have his presence come and not have migraines disappear, not have floaters disappear, not have tinnitus disappear, not have good things happen because he's good. Now listen, we're about to pray for some people, but before we do, I want you to check your body. If you came in with any with any pain, restricted movement, numbness, anything, bone spurs, tumors, tinnitus, check your body. I love it when I say that and like nobody moves. People are like, I'm gonna do the Christian dance thing. No, like check your body, like bend over, twist, squat, try your knee, move that shoulder, pick your neighbor up over your head, do something. Come on, how many people, one more time, how many people believe that God is good right now? Whew, I feel, feel another release of the wind. Whew. Come on, promises, promises. Listen, we don't have to convince God to be good. How many people, before we pray, 
you check your body and at some point tonight during worship or during any point tonight, you can say God has brought some measure of breakthrough to your body. Even if it's 5%, listen, 2% is still a testimony. But just being in the presence of God, God's brought some breakthrough to your body. Put your hand all the way up. Don't do it like this. Put it all the way up and just start to wave like this. Wave, 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 wave. Why? Because we're creating momentum. The testimony, keep waving, please, keep waving, keep waving, keep it up. I want you to look around, look around, look around, look around, come on, look around, look around. That's, that is the momentum that your hunger is capturing. Wow, thank you, Jesus. We're going to, we have five more minutes and we're going to be, Five more minutes and we're going to be done. But but God never does anything that he plans for it to decrease. So that means that what he just did, he's ready to do more. He just needs somebody who will say yes to what he's already doing. Five minutes. If you need to go, be released to slip out. We're back at one o'clock tomorrow. But here's, we're going to step up that momentum and then we're going to be done. Five more minutes. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get, I want you to just find some people around you. I want you to get in groups of four or five. No more. And anything, raw, anything that somebody in your group came with that they, that they don't want to leave with. Did you get that? They came with, they don't want to leave with. I want you to, I want, listen, wait, 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 shh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> listen, listen, I want you, I want you to pick one person at a time in your group and I want you to pray for them. You're only going to pray 20 seconds and then you're going to stop and have them check it out. Why? Because God's already moving. Faith releases more faith and breakthrough releases more breakthrough. Listen, how long are you going to pray? 20 seconds, you're gonna have them stop and check it out. Any breakthrough they experience, I want your group of, you're just gonna give God a really big hand clap, because what we give thanks for increases in here and pray another 20 seconds. Listen, you have five minutes to pray for everybody in your group, and then we're gonna close. Get in groups of five, pray 20 seconds. Not a minute, don't over pray the momentum. Capture what God's already doing. Release his goodness. 20 seconds, have them check it out. Listen, even if they only experience 2% breakthrough, it's a testimony. Your whole group, give God a hand clap and tell him thank you for the 2% and then pray again quickly. If it's 5% breakthrough, 10% breakthrough, stop and give God thanks for the momentum that started. That's where the increase comes. seconds have them check it have them check it if it's even five percent better take that moment to thank God for the momentum that he started and then pray another 20 seconds
Listen. Give God a big hand clap. If if the momentum when the momentum starts, give God a big hand clap and then pray another 20 seconds. Come on, give him a big hand clap. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If he's moving, don't keep it a secret. He inhabits our praise. to finish.
Thank you, Jesus. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody feel like giving Jesus praise in here? Okay. Everybody look up here. Look up here. Look up here. This, look up here. Here's, it, it is a good problem when you can't get Christians to stop praying. <laughs> but listen, look up here. Everybody look up here. If you're, if you're looking at me, say, I love Jesus. All right, I got, I got a couple of questions for you. Question one, number one, how many people just had fun? Question number two, how many people you just experienced some measure of breakthrough? Because listen, even 5%, in your whole group, in your group, your group saw some measure of breakthrough. Put your hand up. All right, listen. How many people you personally just received some measure of breakthrough? Listen, momentum, the testimony of Jesus. Last thing. So last time, last time, if you received breakthrough at all, at any point tonight in your body, put your hand up and just wait. Look around. Listen, if it... If you got 50% breakthrough or more, keep waving at me. 50% or more, keep waving. 75% or more, keep waving. 90% or more, keep waving. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Look, come on. Jesus, you're amazing. Look, I want, I want two people who are excited about what Jesus just did for them to come up here right now. Just come. Why? Because of momentum. If that's what God does today, what's he going to do tomorrow? Come all the way up here. Three works. Ha, 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 ha. Wow. You got the Holy Ghost all over you. Can you feel that? What's your name? Anya. My goodness. Whew. Well, what, did, what, what did the Father do for you tonight? Uh, I couldn't even bear weight on my wrist. It's been like that for a very long time. I don't, know if it's, I don't even know the diagnosis. Someone said carpal tunnel. The doctor said, no, it's not that. But I couldn't even do this before I got here, okay? Though it hurts so bad. And... He held me right there on the altar just a little while ago. Wow. Just put your hands up. You were guiding me to like, you move it around because I just kept up, you know, praying and, you know, just with letting, trying to catch, you know, just, and I could just feel it was just like slowly. Did you say catch? <laughs> put your hands up. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, momentum. Momentum. Faith releases more faith and we're... <laughs> 
You must have heard the, the story where God said, don't touch her. Hi, come up here. That, no, honestly, the love of God is pouring out all over you. All over you. He's, he's saying, nurture the seed. Let it germinate. Because what he's doing in you, he's going to do through you. The miracle anointing is all over you. Yeah. Hi, what's your name? Carrie. And what and what God do for you tonight? Healed my side. It's been feeling really strange, bloating and um, just like hurting back in here, all through my back, and it just, it's gone. It's all, it's gone. <laughs> Come on. Thank you, Jesus. So good. We bless you with increase in Jesus' name. Come here, what's, what's your name? Jade. And what happened for you? I have had this really bad allergy to peanuts, and when you talked about food allergies, I felt like I've been healed because I just had that feeling in my chest that God's done something for me. Come on. Extend your hands here. Let's just partner with God. Father, we just thank you for that breakthrough and that testimony in Jesus' name. We say, catch in Jesus' name. Thanks, Lord. You up here to testimony? All right. You can never have too much of God. What's your name? My name's Hal. And what's ha what happened for you? So when you were praying and you said deviated septum, I've struggled with chronic sinusitis like my whole life. And I could feel like my nose be corrected Whoa. in that moment. Wow. I feel the same thing on you. I felt, put, put your hands out. Wow. Yeah. Here's, here's what I want you to do right now. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Wow, there's miracle grace that God's putting on you. You're not gonna have to chase it. You're not gonna have to earn it. It's by grace, not by strength or by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. <sighs> grace of increase free gift in Jesus name thank you Lord thank you Lord all right we can God, give God thanks for what he's done after he's done it or we can give God thanks for what he's about to do before he does it how many people think that God is getting ready to do some ex extravagant things momentous things in our midst can we just give Jesus praise Come on, let's give Jesus praise here tonight. And let the momentum of God carry us to increase tomorrow night. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Just look at somebody next to you and say, I think the momentum of God is all over you. Listen, we're going to have... We're gonna have a ministry team come up here. If you came for prayer, if you came for prayer specifically tonight, we're gonna to have a team up here to pray for you. We bless you. Have a great night. Let the momentum carry you into great sleep, miracles where you go eat, and into increase as we come back together tomorrow night. We bless uh, tomorrow afternoon. We bless you, and we will see you then.
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit www.bethelchurchaustin.com.